And welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me tonight, as always, Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. Good evening, everybody. Nice. Well, fellas, let, let's start with football. Uh, unbeknownst to us, our university became scared <laughs> to play mm-hmm. uh, six and six Kansas football. In the Liberty Bowl, we told them, no, we didn't want it. That was the big story last week. Uh, thanks, Brett McMurphy or whoever the hell that clown is with the mustache. But uh, the mustache, are, are, are we scared of Kansas? I personally am not scared of Kansas. They went, what, one in, one in six in the last seven games? Yeah, I the, the no one wants to talk about it because that was America's team at one point, right? And then the wheels on that train fell the f off. Uh, I'm not afraid of Kansas. I know it's a great storyline, and I'm gonna super bias with this. The media loves the crap on Mizzou. Love it uh, from oh, yeah. Twitter to Reddit, everywhere I go, Mizzou is public enemy number one. Uh, so of course, when that happened, everyone ran with it, but uh. Let's look at it from a more logical standpoint. Is drink pulled his players and they wanted to play before Christmas at town with their families. And kind of like drink alluded to by saying that if he could have chose, he would chose a national championship. Anything past the NY6 bowl is nothing more than a uh, glorified scrimmage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, his players, if the pl- captains and players said they want to get home before Christmas, then the. Then you know the AD goes all right. Let's get, we want a game before Christmas. It has nothing to do with KU. He's just trying to make his players happy. You know. Yeah, it. <clears throat> I. I could not care less about them. Like another, you know, they're a rival, and you know they're supposed to be that hate and all that. But it can all be summed up by that statement from Drink's press conference today about how they're unfamiliar with the bowl selection process. And he knows it's been, you know, between 12 and 15 years. That is the best thing he could have said. I love it. Just leave it at that. Right. It's phenomenal. Right. Because everyone talks about how all drinks, you know, not been good. It's not been what we promised. You know, from KU fans even. And drinks worst years, he's been bowl. Every, every year drinks has been bowl eligible. KU goes six and six and they're ready to throw a freaking Parade on Mass Street. They just—they're exhausting. I just yawn, <laughs> and it, it's not because I'm tired. It's because they're exhausting. They really are. I mean, Look, looking at their Twitter, they are definitely taking this as a moral victory and running with it. That everything is going great in their program because the Tigers are scared to play the mighty Badgers. Yeah, uh, you know, I I look at it as. Mizzou probably didn't want the Liberty Bowl. You know, the the date we already discussed, you know, having KU uh, basketball that night. Uh, Kentucky, not Kansas. Uh, Memphis at the end of December. You know, mm-hmm. first getting to go to Tampa, Florida. Uh, you know, the bowl games. We have some Florida kids. And so for them to get you know, 
play close to their families and it helps recruiting getting out of your comfort zone in these bowl games you know getting getting mizzou they'll see the mizzou logo and the mizzou brand the kids in the tampa area and and whatnot on the side of the trucks and the billboards and all that leading up to the bowl game so it, it helps expose us and then also uh i saw we're down to only five D1 schools we have never played uh, yep. after we played Wake Forest. Yeah. We have never played them. So, and they they have a seven and five record. Uh, I know it's out of the ACC, but I don't think the Big 12's better than the ACC. Uh, no. So, it's, you know, I, I feel like we're getting a better team, um, more competitive game. The question is, who in the hell is left on Mizzou's roster to play in this bowl game? <laughs> Do we know, is Wake Forest having any of these issues as well, or are they pretty solid? Their, their quarterback, uh, I saw a report today, said he is playing. He's already declared for the NFL draft, or say he's going to NFL, but uh, he's playing in the bowl game. Uh, how do we get – yeah. Um, yeah, I, I saw that Drink had to apply for a waiver uh, for Jamarian Wayne. Because he needs yeah. him to play safety, but he doesn't want him to blow his red shirt season. Um, so one, if he does get that, that'd be awesome. But also, we're relying on a on a fre- true freshman safety now. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. It's the D lines getting a little beat up too. Because uh, saw DJ Coleman say today he's not playing. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 gonna be a little scarce. It's definitely a younger. <laughs> playing time uh, and so there'll be a lot of coaching to go on and off of this bowl game into the off season so that, that's something that should help us next year yeah Cole what were you fixing to say I didn't mean to talk over you there um, I don't remember but I'm just looking at the, uh, <laughs> the SEC bowl slate um, there's some interesting matchups I mean I guess looking back at it now, I think I remember what I was going to say. It was So, KU obviously drew Arkansas, um, which I didn't realize until just now. That game is – let's see. That's same – yeah, it's same day as ours, the 23rd. We kick off at 6.30 Eastern. They kick off at 5.30. So um, – That shouldn't be. Oh, no, they should – that game's after Christmas. Yeah. It's, well, then this, yeah. then this website I'm looking at is wrong. So, yeah. anywho – um, long story short, they drew Arkansas, which, of course, more news, I guess, around the SEC on how we got to this. But uh, Barry Odom got him a new job. Yep. I don't know if y'all yeah, saw that totally. today or not, but uh, yeah, we can we can root for Barry Odom again. When um, when of uh, Las Vegas, Barry Odom personality is not something that sticks out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, but good luck. Now he's not a dirty hog anymore. I'll, I'll root right. for him. That's exactly right. But, um, yeah, so I guess we have to root for Arkansas or a meteor to hit, to hit Memphis, to hit the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, I don't know what I, what I want more. Um I hate KU, and they need to lose. But I also hate Arkansas's fan base with the passion. Yeah, there's um, there's some good matchups. There's some good Power Five, like SEC, Big Ten, SEC, ACC matchups. You got LSU, Purdue. 
Um, Don't forget the imagine. orange Tennessee. Orange. Yeah. That's the orange, orange, orange bowl. Yeah, the orange, orange, orange bowl. I hope they let both teams wear orange jerseys. Yeah, that would I be want chaos. Chaos. The only thing I want different, different, different is the white helmet of Tennessee. Clemson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mississippi State versus Illinois. That'll be interesting. Ohio State, Georgia, Iowa, Kentucky, Alabama, and Kansas State. Hey, uh, roll so, tide for that one. <laughs> is Alabama even going to show up, though? Well, yeah, of course they're going to show up. I don't think they are. Like, what do you mean? Like, I think Bryce, Bryce Young's not going to play. Their backup is not as that good for Alabama standards. K- uh, K-State has no guys uh, not playing. They want it bad. And I think a bunch of Bama guys are going to sit out. I I think K State's going to whip their ass. Ooh, and I, I not that I not that I think that K State is better than Alabama. I think Alabama when they get when they get stuck in these bowl games, they go half assed every time. Yeah, and they're going to have guys sit out. Bryce Young's not going to play. They're going to it's going to be second, third stringers, and it's going to be all the K State guys starters, and they're going to be pinning their ears back and going hard because. This is a gigantic deal then when it is a nothing piss bowl to Alabama. Yeah. Didn't they didn't they beat the crap out of Michigan a few years ago? When they missed Alabama? the football playoff. Yeah. Didn't they play Michigan in the bowl? Yeah, who was that? They played some big tent team and just whopped them. I want to say it was Michigan. Might have been Michigan. I don't know. Anywho. Um but yeah, I guess Pro Bowl. I I got it pulled up here on uh, on the old Wikipedia. To name a few MVPs from the Gasparilla Bowl, some kind of bigger names. T.Y. Hilton um, was a losing team MVP for FIU. Blake Bortles, Jacoby Brissett, Nick Fitzgerald out of Mississippi State, Keon Davis out of Marshall, Dylan Gabriel, UCF. So some interesting Mohamed Sanu. Um so, yeah, there's some kind of big NFL names that have played in this bowl. Uh, before before the Gasparilla Bowl, it was the St. Petersburg Bowl. And then before that, it was the Beef O'Brady's Bowl. Beef O'Brady's Bowl. They should that. bring that back. They what is Beef O'Brady's? I have no idea. I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> I got to know. Well, uh, it was the North Bowl for a minute. All right, sorry. Well, I was just going to say one thing. You know, uh, I'm sure you all saw the tweet where uh, some media guy was saying uh, the Liberty Bowl payout is six million, mm-hmm. and the Gasparilla's one point something. You know, <clears throat> the payout did not matter to Mizzou because the SEC pulls all their bowl funds and spreads it out evenly. Uh, so, any anybody I- that that thinks we chose Gasparilla over Liberty because we're scared of Kansas. Like hope, hopefully all 10 loyal listeners of the show every week. problem <laughs> 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 with Mizzou uh, wanting Gasparilla bowl. And uh, I think it was more of not wanting Liberty than playing Kansas. So yeah. can we bring up that the fact that they don't know that proves how terrible the Big 12 is because it means it must not work like that. Right. So that exactly. means that they don't get that equal share payout in that conference. Yep. Yeah. It's embarrassing, right? 
like KU is about to make so much more money playing Alabama than you know what I mean than Oh, you mean like Kansas K-State is, is gonna make so much more yeah, than Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh K State playing, you know, Alabama. Yeah. Like, you put them in the big ball yeah. there. Well, they're six and six. Hold up now. <laughs> Dude, Skeeter low key, I had KU people that I know saying that they're they could play Alabama this year. When they were undefeated, they literally thought they just weren't gonna lose any games. Like they're just gonna roll. Gosh, I'm they're scared. they're up, man. They they are. Uh, what's what's a good way to describe that? They have been so deprived of even like mediocre football that they think their mediocre team is uh, like NY six worthy. Yeah, like yeah, world beaters. Yeah, they're, they're, it's called being delusional because they had a mediocre Mizzou football season year. They had they had our two, remember when we fired Odom? Yeah, they had our 2019. Remember that? Yeah, we went well. We lost to Wyoming, then we ran was it five straight wins off? Yeah, and then we, we went one in four. We went one in one in five. Is that right? One in four on the way mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So we went six and six, but it was like the stupidest way to do it. It's yeah. exactly what they did. That's exactly right. We fired our coach for that. They extended yeah. theirs and are going to put a statue and name the stadium after him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, well, yeah, uh, let's shift let's gears. Switching into basketball. Let's uh, talk about KU basketball now. It's shit on them now. <laughs> <laughs> let's recap the game first. Uh, once again, the offense is. Lights out, uh, putting up 96, but defense, kind of kind of scary there, giving up 89 to Southeast Missouri. Red, Red Hawks, right? Yeah, Red Hawks. So uh, the leader for us was Colby Brown, had the best game of the year offensively, 25 points. Uh, nine, he's 9 for 12 on field goals and 5 of 6 for free throw. Uh Overall, we shot 55%. We gave up 54%. We shot 40 from three, so it was one of our better three three nights. Uh, rebounding was 30-29, so that was kind of a toss-up. And turnovers, we forced 18, and we gave up 14. But lo and behold, we won. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's one point or if it's – 50 a wins a win we're still sitting nine and oh eight and no at home yeah boy that's all we need to know sitting atop the sec we are looking into our biggest game um in the mizzou arena in i mean how long that's oh man it's been a few this might be the biggest game since <clears throat> that first game michael porter jr when we played iowa state at home yeah like the the Conzo well was that Conzo's first year? That was Conzo's first ever yeah, game. Yeah, so first yeah, first ever game. Under I also Conzo. think we had a sellout versus Kentucky that we, we beat Kentucky pretty what pretty good. Yeah, that maybe since then I want to say though the Porter Junior game, yep. the first game, yeah, yeah, that or I, uh, when we beat Auburn in twenty nineteen, was it like number four Auburn or something like that? I was at that game. Um, well. Yeah. Maybe twenty twenty. Last year, ranked number one, and it seemed like we had a really good crowd. But uh, nothing is yeah. This is gonna be different. Energy of Kansas uh, coming to Missouri Arena, and that's regardless of opponent 
regardless of ranking. Uh, you put Missouri and Kansas first each other. It could be in a cornhole competition, and you will have 10,000 fans show up. Yep. Uh, I had the pleasure of going on another podcast this week, Oops Southbound, and they asked, uh, can you kind of put it into terms for us of how important this game is for you? Would you rather Mizzou beat Arkansas or Kansas in a season? I said Kansas. Uh, Kansas or number one team in the country? Kansas. Yeah. Kansas or Illinois, another rival of y'all's? Kansas. And they're like, okay, we think we get the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's long overdue. It's not just the game itself. I mean, obviously, I know we played in Allen Fieldhouse last year, but it this game in Missouri Arena, it's so long overdue that mm-hmm. it's it's going to be crazy. The people on Twitter is unreal already from the Mizzou fans that I'm seeing uh, today. The students posting, you know, them getting their student tickets and uh, to be. To be a Mizzou student, to be able to go to this game would be awesome. Oh, yeah. man. It would be incredible. I'm seeing – so we did a – the way they did it this year was you had to attend women and men's basketball games and uh, whoever, you know, attended the most, you get points for each one. And I guess they were having them scan their card where they scan to get in and then scan – they stay the whole game, they could scan and get double points. Yep. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media of uh, students who didn't go to enough for any games and they went to to this one. And they're kind of throwing a fit, and they're you know we're going to complain to the you know to the AD tomorrow, and it's like man they had they had a pretty fair system in place so. yeah a very fair system especially uh, when like women's student basketballs I mean especially if they get that all sports pass it's what like 150 bucks for all exactly. sports yeah that's insane yeah they're so they're yeah, they have to just go. they can't get a ticket but there's literally more students with the all sports pass than there are seats in the student section yeah so it has to be done a certain way I don't know it's kind of funny but. Shout out to the students, like especially the antlers that have been going to every single game, because we've actually had really good uh, atmospheres for uh, the student section for the start of the season, and you hope that continues afterwards. Yep. What are, what are y'all's thoughts? Uh, you know, we're through the easy part of the schedule now. Uh, there's not really going to be a lot of gimmies left. Uh, but what what are y'all's initial thoughts after the first? Uh, month and so into into the season, we're sitting nine and zero uh, on the year, and biggest win by far is road win overtime at Wichita State, eighty eight eighty four. Yep, it's um. Well, we play after KU. We play in that tournament, right? Um, the first game we draw is against UCF, the yes sir Orange Bowl Classic. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. We, I think, most folks' goal, obviously, to this point, was to be nine and zero. Um, we have achieved that. Um, we've learned a lot about this team in nine games, but you know, like you mentioned, the probably the best looking win so far is the one at Wichita State, and we've only played one road game. So, um, yeah, following KU, it's we hit the road, we go on attorney, and then we do bragging rights, and then we. So four potentially <laughs> uh, 
four out of our next five opponents, not including the teams we'll play in the tournament, are ranked inside the top 20. So yeah, yeah. we're going to learn a lot about this team real fast. No, we're going to see how tough this team is. And, uh, I mean, really raise those net rankings and everything. Man, if you can pull if you can pull one one of those games out for this young team, you have to think that's a that's a big win, and that is uh, probably go a long way to making the tournament. Yeah, I mean, because SEC ain't no slouch this year. Like, no, SEC is a basketball conference. As soon as we join, we can have basketball conference. Yes, like just looking at right now. I mean, Kentucky, Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Auburn are all ranked. Mm-hmm. So, and Vanderbilt doesn't suck. Florida, you know, they're having Golden Temple issues, but that's a good roster. Yeah. Uh, In the first year, just like us. Yeah. Ole Miss has been good. Um, No, besides like Georgia, well, South Carolina is absolute just doo doo. But other than them and like Georgia, yeah, this this conference is stacked. It's a good conference. It's good basketball. Right. And we got other ranked opponents in there too, like non cons. Like I mentioned, Illinois and Iowa State. Iowa State, man. Like, which. I have a lot of college friends from Iowa State. I know it doesn't make sense I didn't go there. I have friends from my college who all his friends with Iowa State. And uh, if we can win that one, that'd be some great bragging rights. So yep. you take them down. And it's at it's at the co- it's at the yep. house, so should be able to make that happen. Probably but, go to that one. Well, yeah, it's it's gonna be exciting. One one thing I'm impressed with on this year's squad. Uh, you know, just looking at the stats, Demoy Hodges overall leader points per game. He's averaging sixteen and point uh, seven. Then Kobe Brown at fourteen, Noah Carter at twelve, Nick Honor at ten, Sean East at ten, Big uh, Golston nine point two, Isaiah Mosley nine. You know, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys averaging at least nine points. Uh, your top five averaging double digits, it's not one guy. Uh, and so our offense is going to give us a chance in any game we play. It don't matter who your competition is. The ball don't change. The size of the rim don't change. The height of the backboard don't change. You know, it's still the same game. It's just we might get some different pressures. Uh, there's definitely going to be more energy than they've, they've had to face. Uh you know, how are they going to play and feed or react to the energy coming from the fans Saturday? Because uh, Wichita State was a good environment, but it's not going to be what Mizzou Arena uh, is going to be Saturday. Uh, and even though that's that's your your home crowd, playing in front of that is still going to affect you, uh, hopefully in the positive, but I hope. Go ahead. Sorry, I say I hope it gets the same effect that Drink got out of the home crowd against Georgia. Yeah, because you're right. They, those guys probably didn't see Ferro that pumped up, and I, you know, I feel like I helped them kind of really keep that game close. But sorry, I didn't cut you off there. Oh, you're fine. But you know, like offense, we transition so well. It seems like, uh, and we still don't. I still don't feel. Uh, we have our we have a set five that he's going to keep out there the majority of the game. Uh, 
you know, look, looking at the average of minutes, it looks like about 10 different guys averaging at least uh, double digit minutes. And so how, how the staff changes the way they, you know, call the game with rotations and, and, and whatnot is what I'm interested to see because they've got through the learning stage, you know, uh, and now it's, as Dominic Levitt would say, it's time to drop nuts and drop your nuts and play ball, you know? So yeah. uh, I'm interested to see what scheme uh, we run with or what, what guys start to get more minutes or, or less minutes as the games amp up. Yeah, I mean, Saturday is going to be such a small sample size of the crowd that they, they won't experience a crowd like that, you know, maybe or Arkansas or or Kentucky. Um, this it's just it's mind blowing. It's honestly kind of sad that these players have yet to experience um, this rivalry. Like these guys don't know what this rivalry means. We know what this rivalry means because we grew up in this rivalry, mm-hmm. but these players don't grab like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but like they truly just do not understand how hated KU is plain and simple. So, I hope that that's emphasized to them this week. Um, I know Coach Gates said that <laughs> people were making some jokes that he was going to call every former Mizzou coach this week to, you know, try to get. I, I, guess, I don't tips think he was joking. No, I don't think he is either. And that's I like, mean, it's good, yeah, but yeah. also, you know, <laughs> somebody was saying that. God, I hope Kim Anderson doesn't pick up the phone because he ain't gonna have much to say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I really can't. There's so much built up energy that's going to explode from the crowd and hopefully, uh, like the Georgia game, the game is in our favor or close enough that that energy sustains all game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, as far as. Players not knowing this rivalry, uh, Kobe Brown probably would have the best understanding of anybody right. on the squad. Uh, but hopefully the guys are hearing it when they're out around town or on campus, uh, you know, when they're on social media and, and seeing, I'm sure it's not taking them long to figure it out, but there probably still will be an awe moment uh, when they come out of the locker room for warm-ups Saturday. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, side note for – I'm just kind of giving some live updates. Quick quick uh, tidbit thoughts from you two. Uh, Illinois it beats number two Texas in the Jimmy V Classic in MSG, Madison Square Garden, 85-78 no T. Um, and then the mighty Razorbacks of Arkansas of Skeeterland beat, uh, 
by a very narrow margin, 65 to 58, the University of North Carolina Greensboro, uh, and who is four and six. That that game was a lot closer than what the seven point final was to Arkansas. Uh, pulled away a little bit at the end with free throws made and uh, UNC missing some some threes down the stretch. But there was times it was uh, within a single possession uh, under five minutes. Looks like Greensboro was up five at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm uh, pulling that up too now, yeah. Yeah. I know Trevon uh, Brazil went down in that game. They say it's not a long term, but... We'll see. We shall see. That knee is now going to be weaker throughout the rest of the year. So we'll see. He's going to get yammed on by Aiden Shaw. Yeah. Hopefully. Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. But yeah, I'm honest. In conclusion for the MUK thing, I'm honestly, I'm just tired of like talking about it and, and seeing stuff. I'm just, I'm hyped. I'm ready to just play the game. Like you yes. know what I mean? Like quit talking about it. Let's just let's just do it. Let's just be play. about it. Exactly. It's gonna be interesting, Based. man. They really are not uh, as excited about it as we are. They uh they expect the same result as last year, and uh, it's gonna be. I mean, Bill Self. As much as I hate him, as you know, as much as I hate his voice, he uh he's knows how to get his guys prepared. So I doubt they're feeling that over there. But as a fan base, man, if we if we come out there. And, you know, we shocked the world. It is going to be an absolute punch in the mouth to them. Oh yeah, they'll be calling for Bill Self's head. They like, will oh be. Oh my God, fire mm-hmm. Bill Self! <laughs> the west side of State Line Road will be an absolute disaster. Oh my gosh, dude! Going to this game, I just pulled up the 2021. Going into this game last year, we were five and four, and we lost this game, 102 to 65. Yeah, they ran the score up on us hard. Oh my gosh! It's Wait, terrible. Is they're right? We should have stopped it. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, it, it was kind of cute though when Conzo got uh, fired, and they asked Bill Self because in Kansas City, if anything happens in one of the three, the coaches for the other three get asked. You know? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Well, I hate to say it, he's a really good guy," and they're like, "Shut, shut up!" Like he was. Just, a little, yeah, quit you're, talking. <laughs> The arrow that finally got him in the heart was you running up the score by 40 in the second half. Right. Quit talking. <laughs> right. Uh, Case, I do want to ask you because you do seem to be a little bit more uh, – What you, you've watched most of all the games, I believe, uh, more yes. so than myself for sure. But uh, I was asked on that other pod, uh, what what do you foresee – Coach Gates doing to try to slow down Kansas's strong offense, and you know, with with us being undersized, I I would think he would probably go to a zone. But uh, just going off what you've seen in games so far, what what would you expect uh, to see out there? Uh, I can see that as zone, but I also think that he's gonna, gonna we're gonna pressure we're gonna pressure every single possession. It, we know this team's small, and they can't quite uh, combat in the post very well. And they, as you've seen, as you mentioned earlier, uh, if we're not losing the rebounding, we're tying, and we've not really played any of these massive teams yet. So I think he, we're going to go for steals early and often. We're going to try and get between passes. 
we're going to pressure them when they inbound majority of the time. So I think get ready for that, which is going to leave you some quick baskets by KU. But yeah. one thing you've, you've probably, you know, you've seen from this team is that a quick basket for them seems to always result in a quick basket or a foul for us. Uh, they are so good at pushing the floor. Once that tempo gets pushed by them, Mizzou will punch right back. So you go tit for tat like that a few times, and then you get the ball back. Uh, excuse me, and then you, you get the ball back on turnover, and then you know that's that's a, that's a plus for you. What's going to be uh, our downfall is rebounding, and teams shoot an uh, a regularly high percentage from three point against us. Yeah, and uh, they, uh, so far. Every team we play, the nine teams we played, like five of them have had their like their best shooting day against us. And at a certain point, they can't just be uh, coincidence, right? Like there's something we're doing that's getting these open to open shots. Um, that's worth watching. If we can limit KU's three point, I think it's an absolute dogfight, and anyone's anyone can win. But that's that's the big part is limit them on the on the three point line and we got to get turnovers. We win the turnover battle. We got to keep winning it. But looking at their depth chart, uh, they have one true center listed at six eleven two fifty. So Dr. is bigger than him, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then their next biggest guy is Zach Clements, six ten two thirty, and. That's a freshman and a sophomore, so they're not necessarily monsters themselves. On, no. on they're not. Um, they do have fairly good rebounding statistics, but uh, Bill really hasn't built this team around a big man since the uh, since the two thousands. He has been an all guard team, and he's he won a championship like that. But he's he's made multiple deep runs doing that. Um, but they are more athletic than us. I think I'm not saying anything about our players. I, I love this team, um, but they're super athletic, and you know they got they got the ups to get those rebounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just looking at their statistics too, uh, you know they they seem to be more honed in on a set rotation. Uh, looks like Jalen Wilson is their lead guy, averaging twenty one point nine. Then old Grady Dick at 15.3, and then Kevin McCuller Jr. at 10.6, and everybody else under that is single digits. So uh, it may be, uh, you know, try to double Jalen Wilson every time and make somebody else beat you. Uh, Maybe attack him when we have the ball, try to get him in foul trouble. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, too, is – Hopefully the energy sways the refs uh, in into some home calls. Yeah, you know th- that you, you usually see in basketball. It, it it does seem to affect a lot more than in football, to where the arena's right there on top of you, and uh, the refs do seem to favor home teams on the fifty fifty calls a lot more. Yeah, we need that home cooking. Uh, I've not seen a lot of it for us, but yeah, you love to get that, love to get the arena rocking, and hopefully start getting those sway calls. Yeah, this is KU's first road game. I did not realize that. Oh wow, they played in a neutral court tournament, but they didn't, this is their first road game. That could be interesting. It is, man. I don't want to get myself too hyped up. I, 
I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm staying I, pretty. I'm pretty reserved. Uh, I'm just ready to play. But Dang. Bill Self is known to drop some early season games. Yeah, it's they did a bunch last year. They won a Natty. They never lose in March. They uh, always they lose a lot this time of year. Again, I'm not trying to get my because I don't want I don't want to get heartbroken here. But uh, it's it's that, that's worth watching. It's their first road game, and it should be an absolute madhouse. Um. Our assist rate is super high, a lot higher than theirs. And our steal rate is 14 versus 8 to them. So, yeah, if, if you fi- win the turnover battles, and it could be a game. But like I said, man, we got to watch out for that three-point. That's what's going to get us. It could and get us in a lot of trouble. That's exactly what's going to get us in a lot of trouble. Are, are either of you able to make the game? I know I'm not. Oh, I just can't afford it. <laughs> I got Christmas um, coming up. I got all kinds of stuff. I, I just can't afford tickets. I might be going. Brett um, might have an extra ticket for me. He said if his sister isn't able to go, then I helped Brett kind of move some stuff earlier this year. So he was like, hey, help me with this. If that ticket's open, it's yours. So Brett's my boy. He's a good hand in a game. He is. That'll be fun. So, we'll see. He's got great seats, too. Yeah, he does. So, but yeah, we'll see. Transitioning into our outdoor segment, uh, I I don't really have a hunting story from this weekend. I, every I had two stands I plan on hunting this weekend, and uh, I was beat to the spot both times on both of them. So I had to just kind of set up in some brush and hope something walked out, and it it didn't work out my favor, but. Uh, I did read a story today. There was actually two, two unique hunting stories I saw. Uh, one was a Missouri hunter, I believe shot a buck with it. He actually got two racks out of the deal. I don't know if y'all saw this, but there was a skull of another buck that had been hung in that where they were five antlers hung together. And basically the. I think the buck that he, the other one was fighting, had died during the yes. fight, right? Yes. And somehow had detached, you know, broke that skull off, but it was still wedged in his own. That's incredible, man. That's one <laughs> in, I'd like to know the odds on that. Probably better than one in a million. And, and then the, the other was an 18 year old was asked, by his grandfather, and this is in Alabama, northern Alabama, to shoot the big deer that was going out in his pasture every day eating apples and pears. And mm-hmm. he went out there and shot, and you want to guess what it was? Uh cow, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, it was a red stag, over 300-pound red stag. Captivity somewhere. What in the world? And so, how how cool of a hunt would that be? Yeah, that's incredible. That's on my bucket list, but in New Zealand, not northern Alabama. Yeah. But, but. Actually, they, they say these things escape in Alabama, and they get one or two killed a year in the wild. No uh, kidding. So, well, uh, I'd been, Texas has that similar problem. I'd been on a... Uh, exotic hunts a friend of my grandfather's in uh west central texas and they have five or six different invasive non-native species that 
there's no season. There's no tags. There's no regulations on. They just want them gone because they keep spreading like wildfire. Um, and yeah, it was probably the most, one of the most fun hunts I'd ever been on because, you know, you're in new country. You're not in, you know, mid Missouri or in West central mm-hmm. Texas, hill country of Texas and getting to go on these hunts with all these different critters. And yeah, I can only imagine though, shooting a, <laughs> a red stag in Northern Alabama. Yeah. So what, what are y'all's, uh, Outdoor stories for the week. Uh, go ahead, Case. All right. So I don't. I don't got a ton. Uh, I got after work Friday. I went out. And I mean, like I got just the very end of the of the daylight. I went and sat one of my new stands. Um, did not see anything. Uh, but uh, I did that. Then I went out on Saturday. And I it was real cold, but uh, sat out there for. About, eight nine hours in the stand um i didn't see anything for like 12 possums a lot of possums cow yeah so many possums right yeah Um, uh, you need to start killing some of them save your turkeys save save the poles man speaking of turkeys uh so i i get done doing that and you know you know you get that cold where like you can barely walk climb out of the tree stand was a real issue for me um (laughs) so i get up to the top of the hill where my truck's parked and I'm taking my gloves off. I'm getting my harness off. And uh, I'm on uh, my uncle's uh, land. And he's got some rents cattle out too. And I see the, the hay ring up there. And there's something, there's some black things on top of the hill. And I, I don't, I look at it for a second. I think it's cattle. And I take those gloves off. I'm like, that, that wasn't a cow. And so I climb the hill a little bit. And it is a whole flock of turkeys. So really? I get the bow back out. And I uh I dart towards the tree line. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and like get around. You know, get get in front of them. And uh, while I'm doing that, they see me and they start moving. So I end up kind of chasing them down through a uh, another pasture. And eventually, they they took off in the woods. But and the most exciting part of that was my impromptu turkey hunt I went on there. Yeah. Just last Fall- second saw some turkeys. Thought we'd try, try and go after them. Yeah, man, go for it. Fall turkey hunt can be a blast. Like yeah, I've never so much different. Purposely done it. Um, I could have shot a couple this year waiting for deer, and I guess I should have. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like, I don't know. You really gotta find a flock like that and break them up. You honestly did the right thing, break them up, and then you know, in the in the springtime, if you're yelping, occasionally you'll hear a hand do a a key key run. That mm-hmm. high pitch, like you know, kind of whistling sound, and then they'll run into a yelp. Well, you just sit there and do, or you know, soft little yelps trying to simulate a hen that's you know lost. And a lot of times you'll get you'll get that whole like old, not nanny hen, but that old hen that's seen just about everything, um, leading the flock to come find you. I wonder about that. So, how's that how you call? Because I've I've never purposely falter you hunted so how do you call them in is that's how you do it yeah so i had had a flock last year um i was sitting in a spot over it had been wheat over the summer so there was nothing in it but just you know spare grain whatever spare grain was left in the late fall yeah um they had moved through and i didn't shoot any of them but just kind of watching them and and really gaining intel for the upcoming spring um and there were three or four hens in that group just doing that little 
that key 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 mm-hmm. I, I mean i know the audio sounds you know bad but you can anybody can look on youtube and listen to a kiki run um and that's what i did so i threw i always carry a diaphragm with me in my pack so threw a diaphragm in um and i can actually whistle better than i can do it with a diaphragm to make it sound like a kiki man as soon as i did that they started kikiing and yelping real loud and i mean they were probably only 60 yards away because they'd kind of worked through but yeah that's pretty much how it is if i had you know i think put a little more effort in those got those birds to work back through yeah i wish i wish i would have called on me because i i can't do anything without a diaphragm call um and even with a pot call um you know rifle season or if you got a, a sling on your bow that's one thing i'll use as cover walk i think i mentioned that when i killed my first buck i threw a diaphragm in and was you know burn and clucking and soft little yelp as I'm walking through um, you know the dry country like sycamore leaves to make it just kind of put the deer at ease yeah um, and you know it, it keeps your keeps your skills sharp so yeah, give, a, give it a shot you never know start pulling all the stops out because I'm still dearless throughout the year so right. time to start throwing Hail Marys up trying anything possible I went out today for the first time since I killed um, my my last buck, uh, took a buddy of mine. He came up from Springfield. He works at the overlying ATC sector over at Columbia. Um, I've got to know him over the years, and uh, he's a big Western game hunter. Grew up in Colorado and South Dakota. Was in the uh, in the Air Force in South Dakota. So, mid you know, Missouri whitetails in general is a whole new ball game for him. So. He came up and we spent the day hunting, um, saw a few small bucks and a couple does, but right at the very end, we had made a move on to an area where we saw a doe transition through earlier. We were sitting in a blind and, uh, I was like, well, let's go up there where that doe is. She may have bedded down she may come back out and we get a shot at her. Um, and lo and behold, she did. But as we moved to a spot trying to just get the best cover possible, um, it left behind is completely exposed and he learned the hard way what a uh, a white tail on alert sounds like because he's sitting there and then all of a sudden she blows at him stomps and blows again and you, sh- you should have seen the look on his face he was like what in the heck was that <laughs> and so after she bounded off i was like that right there is why you shoot the does because they are going to let everybody in the county know where you're at and yeah, what you're true. doing so mm-hmm. Yeah, if she blows, she goes. Huffing does are my thing. Big part of my problem this year. It's hard, man. I just like, had them at a bow range where I couldn't reach them to shoot them for the arrow yeah. through them. That's why I shoot them early. Shoot them early before they get all educated and whatnot. Yeah, really. But well, no, that was that was it. We didn't have any luck today, but still, still good learning experience. But you you talk about your your buddy being the western uh, hunting and. Uh, my coworker that I have down here that, you know, I, I've let use my stand and every time I, I move his stand, I send him a pin of it. And he went to my climber where I'll, I'm on that big, uh, rub line. And, uh, I thought I was like, you know, just, you're already there. You go hunt it. I'll, I'll go to the ground blind. And every hour he would text me that he's moving, you know, oh. I'm, 
Man. And he's, I'm so stealth. He said, I'm being stealthy. And it's like, this is, he's used to Montana, Wyoming hunt, hunting. Yeah. And I said, it, his last time he texted me was around four o'clock Sunday evening. And I said, it is prime time for them to be moving. Like you don't need to be moving right it, in the forest and thick leaves on the floor that deer will hear you and oh, probably yeah. wind you before you ever even know they're there. And if you're lucky, you'll see a white flag running away from you. Yeah. And I mean, especially when you're archery hunting that. So after that doe blew at us this evening, um, he was like, well, do you think we could go ahead and, and cut through the timber and get ahead of us? Brother, there's no, there's a <laughs> snowball's chance in hell that we get ahead of her, especially with a bow. Mm-hmm. It's just now rifle. Yeah. It's a different game, but with a with the bow it's just it's completely different so we're all part of the camp of sit down shut up yeah get in the tree backside of a tree it's weird hunting that's that's how i've always done it and i i think i mentioned it before but i'll say it again i've kind of taught myself a little bit how to hunt uh, i'm not from a hunting family i'm from a farming family you know and the the land was used for cattle not for hunting um i don't know do- hunting now but anyways so i kind of taught myself and when you're low on skills that's pretty much the only way you're going to get anything is to just sit down shut up and wait to see what happens right yeah yeah now yeah uh my father-in-law who is a great hunter um from a very different camp he he is big time get out we're gonna try and get in front of him or he likes to do what he calls pushes Mm -hmm. where you know, you have a group of like four guys, six guys, or two or two or three go out and they push other guys on their side and anything gets pushed out, it comes to them, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I have never had success with that. I have only shot deer by just choosing my spot, researching where I think they're going to be, uh, and waiting and waiting. And I think I'm a big guy. I'm like, I'm six, six, uh, down to 220 now. I've been, I've been closer to 300 most of my life. And I make a lot of noise. You know what I mean? I break a lot of sticks. I hit a lot of branches, you know, I, I have very heavy steps. So when I get up in there and I get in the stand, I like to have what I call a cool off period where I just don't even move for like 30 minutes because I feel like I've probably kicked up a lot on my way in, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I don't like to do it. I'm pushing because I feel like I just make too much noise and I got to give the woods time to get back to normal uh, before, before I'll see anything. So I don't know. I, I know people that do it other ways. I've just never had success with it. Case, did yeah. you did you say you're down to two twenty? Yeah. We we gotta get you on a on a on a diet to put some meat back on your bones because little old me, I'm I'm five eight, five nine and uh pushing one ninety five. So close <laughs> 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 on the scale. We're getting pretty close. Measuring stick. <laughs> I might be closer to like two twenty-five, two thirty right now after Thanksgiving and all that okay. noise. But okay. uh, yeah, I, I've I've been running around that, which you all gonna laugh at me. Uh, I was afraid to use tree stands for a while because I was pushing three bills, and uh, that weight limit is like three hundred pounds. And then you got your gun, and maybe you got a backpack, maybe you got like two coats on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was afraid that that thing would drop me. So. I, I originally got down to 250 because I felt a little more comfortable there. And then my doctor's like, keep going. So I, I went down to 220. But yeah, I was I was afraid to use tree stands for a while. Yeah, that's understandable, man. I want to fall out of that bad boy. 
Good job, I'm, man. That's I'm awesome. afraid to use them to this day just because how dangerous they are. And every year you hear stories of uh, major accidents happening in that. So that's why I'm uh, sound like somebody that would bore you in school, like wear your harness. But oh, wear your harness, absolutely. Man, it, yeah, those no, things I are don't. dangerous. And I get goofed on by uh, by friends and family that hunt all the time. Cause I'm the only person I know that harnesses up every time. But uh, man, if I screwed my poor wife over, so she had to look over after our two year old and my dumb ass with a broken pelvis. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I can't do that to her. Well, yeah, not to mention like if you injured yourself to the point where you couldn't even do something that you love anymore. Oh my yes. gosh. Just because right. you wouldn't wear a stupid harness. Who cares what you look like? You're in the woods. You're hunting. Just wear I'm your daddy's harness. There's nice harnesses out there. I, I invested yeah. in a, a pretty nice muddy one where yep. it's got like the pouches. So it's it's more uh it's got the space for uh putting more stuff like pocket I'm trying to say storage space. And then it's got yep. the little rope, put your flashlight on there. I think the harness when I go into the woods is just as handy because I got more stuff to jam plate. Yeah, you got like the jam things. You got like the vest with the monkey tail. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, that one's awesome. Yeah, I understand like the cheap ones you get out of the box of a out of a tree stand sucks, but man, invest in a nice one and it can it can be a tool for you. Exactly. Maybe we'll talk maybe we'll go in depth on a on a gear podcast once the once the season wraps up. I feel like we're going way off into left field now. <laughs> what kind of bow we shoot now? Let's right. get into that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I go all night. Oh well guys, I I appreciate you all coming on. Uh hopefully our tigers are feasting, uh have feathers on their teeth uh come Sunday morning and uh we send Lawrence Candace to another great fire. Yeah, love it. We're going on a hawk hunt. That's it. But appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, as always, uh, appreciate all our listeners. And for Cold Case, the Skeeter signing off, and I gotta reach down in there and really, really grab on this one because it's it's Ku Hate Week. So M I Z Z O U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care. Beat KU.